Hello everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back to the channel. Happy Saturday, happy weekend. Though it has not felt like the weekend as Baby Thor uh, got sick last night. Uh, he's doing much better today, but it was the first time that we had ever had to really deal with him being sick. Uh, he was vomiting up everything that he had had basically yesterday, last night, and luckily we were able to figure out it was probably some uh, some sour milk that we just hadn't realized uh, was maybe like, you know, a day off of, of the schedule of what we thought it might be, and so it was a very sad sight to see, but he was a champ. He didn't cry through it all. Uh, he was, in fact, happy as a clam and being very, very, very cheerful throughout the entire process as both as both my wife and I are just like, oh my gosh, what is wrong uh, but we got some Pedialyte in him, we, we've been able to get some meals into him, and he's doing much better now, so Baby Thor, doing much better, uh, we're, we're, we basically got him back on a regular schedule, um, as of this evening, so we, uh, yeah, uh, we're obviously a little worried, because, you know, what if it happens again, it doesn't seem like it's gonna happen again, we took a lot of precautions, uh, I don't think we fed him from the bottle once today, just to make sure that none of the milk, uh, that we had was potentially spoiled because, again, that's what we think may have happened. Uh, but anyway, Baby Thor is fine, and of course, everyone else is fine as well. But thank you all for being here. And uh, as I said, it's made it not really feel like the weekend all that much. Uh, and and so and so here I am. Uh, I I did a, a long video earlier today going through my Blu-ray collection update. Tons of stuff sent for sent to me by MVD Visual Arrow Video. So shout out to them. Check out that video if you want to see all the movies that have been sent. And uh, then we've been watching some some movies, Frey and I. We've been watching some films together, which has been very nice. It's been very, very nice. Um, and I was trying to put up my list of, of movies together before before the show. And I'm, I'm thinking there's like one or two films that my wife and I have watched that, that, I've, that I've forgotten about. We'll talk about tonight. Several films that I've watched, several of them have been from the list that was created by some of the members on the channel, the YouTube members. So uh, I'm excited to go through some of those films and give my initial thoughts. There were other films that were not on the list, but I think probably uh, could have been on the list or at the very least have been on my own personal list of movies that I've been wanting to see for a very long time. And so again... Thank you all for being here for episode 231 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, because yes, indeed, this is a podcast. So again, shout out to Toph Morris, who is a $5 backer over on Anchor.fm. So thank you very much, Toph Morris, for supporting this as a podcast. And if you do listen to this as a podcast, make sure you leave a review over on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you Listen to your podcast. Anyway, what's going on, everybody? We got people here. Hello to my YouTube fam. Hello to my DLive fam. That's right. We we uh, we go to D. We go to DLive. We got my DLive fam. We are on live on Periscope as well. So even though I'm not actively on Twitter during this Lenten season, which has been a huge blessing, um, I I'm still broadcasting over there for anyone that watches. I don't really know if I have an active group of people that watch exclusively over on Periscope, but hey. It is an option uh, if for any reason any issues pop up, multiple streams in case for any for any reason I ever get taken down. I don't know why I'd get taken down, but hey, you, you never know. Uh, Phonemo in the chat. What's going on, Phonemo over on DLive? We also got Captain Dean Heiss 
who says hello to the DLive fam. Hail to you, Captain Dean Heiss. Let's say hello to my YouTube fam. How's it going? We got chats dating back to 5.17 p.m. It's currently 7.03, so we're already behind. But hey, that's okay. That's that that's life in Asgard for you. JK Daybuck76, what's going on? And asks the question, Long John Silvers or Captain D's? Uh, there are no Captain D's, or I've at least never been to a Captain D's before. I, I think I may have been to a Long John Silvers. It's been a long time since I have. So I guess by default I have to choose it, but... If I'm going to get seafood, I'm, I'm not going to go to a fast food restaurant, typically. Uh, there have been exceptions that I've made, especially when I was in college and it was Lent. And they had those, you know, two-for-one special fish sandwiches on the or, or the dollar menu fish sandwiches at, like, the McDonald's or, or the Burger King, right? Those were, you know, very interesting times. So that's, like, the one time I've made that kind of an exception. But typically, if I'm going to get seafood, I'm going to go to an actual seafood restaurant. Uh, we got Dadman Walking 55. What is going on, Dadman? Dadman Walking 55. Glad to have you back in the chat. Not another dime. Thank you for joining and becoming a member at the Citizen of Asgardian level. I very much appreciate that. We got member Andrew Hoyle all the way from the UK. What's going on, Andrew Hoyle? Hope you are doing well. Also, being from the UK it reminds me. Shout out to Will Gentry. Thoughts and prayers going with you, good sir, on your journey, as I know you are about to undertake a very, very, what will probably be arduous journey, but hey, proud of you, man. Proud of you, man. Uh, let's see, Ivar Christian Iverson, thank you very much for subscribing to the channel, and Lee Williams, thank you for subscribing as well. Ivar, I don't know why, I feel like the name sounds Icelandic for some reason. I could be wrong there. Orange Eye Reviews, what is going on? Speaking of that, actually, you know what? That reminds me. That's that's the other film that I watched with my wife. I forget. <laughs> it's like, that's right. I, I did I did watch I did watch that one. What was that one called? I think, I think that's what it's called. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> it wasn't that great of a film, so it doesn't matter one way or the other. Anyway, Orange Eye Reviews of CRD says, Oh, and just saw Tom and Jerry, the remake on HBO Max. With some of the family, it's incredibly meh, not horrible, but not enough to say it's good. While it has humor, it lacks the wonder of Roger Rabbit. Well, I mean, I think that's just the modern-day film. You know, they're they're thinking that they can try and get that nostalgia, right? They'll say, ooh, get some new, new stories from Tom and Jerry based in, like, with the real world and updated graphics and stuff. And it just, it just can't work in modern-day Hollywood, at least with the current people running modern-day Hollywood. I think that they're probably would be some pretty creative people who are not working in Hollywood system who could probably write a pretty good story where that could actually work in that Tom and Tom and Jerry storyline using the types of effects and using the type of filmmaking that they did for that but again you need to have good writing for it and and good writing these days at, at least what's being used by Hollywood seems to be few and far between Golden Ration in the chat. He says, good evening, Odin. Good evening, all. Good evening to you. We got Laura waiting for Nerdrotic waving. Hello, hello, Laura. Hope you're doing well. We got member Snortapoopus Cuber. What's going on, Snortapoopus? Always gotta, gotta pet the pooper. And he says, hello, humans and other critters. What's going on, man? We got Tina B, the Empress of the Universe, who is a mod on the channel. She is, of course, one of my Valks. So be respectful, or she will lay down the hammer. We got Father Christopher Miller. Hail to you, Father, though I'm sure he'll have to leave soon. Because uh, typically he has to celebrate some masses. 
has to celebrate the uh, the vigil mass on Saturday. By the way, Father, I saw that you were uh, you were live earlier. You did a video earlier. I think you were live, and you were covering how apparently there is a report coming out of the Vatican that they have officially canceled, or even I guess some words you could say is banned private masses. Uh, essentially, if I've never been to St. Peter's before, but apparently in St. Peter's you literally have like like several what we call side altars. Basically, altars on the side, all dedicated to, like, different saints. And I think some of them actually have the relics of those saints in the altars. And from what I've been told, on a typical day, you'll find that usually there are there are masses being celebrated almost at any time of the day you go in there. And many of them are being celebrated on these side altars, and many of them are private, meaning it's just the priests, right? Because, you know, priests can, can celebrate the private, um, you know, can celebrate a private mass as such. And apparently that has now been been scrapped. In addition to that, they have severely limited the traditional Latin Mass, according to the same report. I, I was listening to uh, Dr. Taylor Marshall, who is a, uh, a trad Catholic, and uh, he was covering he was covering that part of it. So I saw you covering how apparently they are getting rid of the the private masses. That that frustrates me. That really frustrates me. And and Father, I know you know this, and, and I know there's only so much that you can say publicly. But man, I am getting very frustrated. I'm getting very very frustrated with the with the current regime and i hate to say that but that's basically what we're dealing with right now the current regime in rome right now i think is so dangerous to the the future of of at least the perception of the church because the church will always be okay right the church is the body of christ the church cannot be um hurt in any real way right the victory has already been won on the cross but I think the damage being done right now, the number of souls that are going to either be lost or not reached out to because of the actions of this, and I will call them this Francis administration, I think is damning and is going to lead to uh, a lot of damage to souls specifically. So anyway, I think that the cancellation of private masses especially when there's really no reason to like there there's no legitimate reason to cancel to to to, to basically uh force people to not be able to celebrate that there's there's no reason to do that there's no real reason to restrict the masses um that are being offered it, it's crazy to me and you know to not to not go too into it but to me it seems to be the work of the diabolical and that that that's where i'll leave that father so Definitely keep praying and pray for the church. For the church will sustain. The church has sustained. Um, but I, I pray for the souls that are going to be lost because of the pontificate of Pope Francis. I think there's a lot of damage that's being done, not just by him, but by the people who are running under him as well. Anyway, Thursday Warrior in the chat. What's going on, good sir? Says, I used to love Long John's for lunch in high school. Yeah, I feel like Long John Silver's and like fast food, uh, you know, fast food versions of seafood you would definitely save for being like when you're younger, like, like it's okay when you're younger or you don't think about it as much. But when you get older, you're like, man, there's just so many questions. Is it even, is it even really fish? Is it even really? And at any point, was it ever even fish? I think these are questions that we have to ask ourselves as adults. Uh, We got Laura saying here, theaters are open tomorrow, but not sure what to see. Hear any good buzz upon the new movies. Um, Again, the newer films I, I've actually really not been able to keep up on, you know, with as much just because I haven't been able to see a lot of movies in theaters because, you know, with Baby Thor, 
Uh, my time is, is rather limited in general. I, I do try and keep some eye on, on what's being said. Let me see if I can pull up. Uh, let me see what I can pull up, what movies are currently at right now. I don't think there's a whole lot out right now. Um, because, or at least that, that would be good. Uh, and also, there's certain films that I think are getting re-released that were released back in the earlier part of the year. Um, I would say the one film I want to see, and I'm waiting for a way to get access to it, hopefully physical media, and hopefully I can get, because uh, there's been some movies that I've been able to get like copies of, or at least request copies of. But there's one movie with Anthony Hopkins called The Father. Uh, so check out to see if that one's there. I've heard great things about it. It is about someone dealing with dementia, though. So, again, I know that sometimes films that deal with more real topics like that can be harder to watch. And something where you're like, hmm, I don't know if I want that to be my first movie that I go back to after the year-long crazy lockdown. Uh, but I hear it's a good film. Uh, so that's The Father with Anthony Hopkins. Um, that's a film that I'm seeing mentioned up here. I'm seeing a bunch of films that were from earlier in the year. So I don't really know whether or not they're there. I've heard good things about Nomadland, but I also don't really know a whole lot about Nomadland, so I, I can't really say much for it. Um, and uh, let's see. Any other films that are being mentioned here that I've heard good things about? Ooh, uh, I've heard great things about Minari. Uh, Minari, it's about an Asian immigrant family. Um, one of the actors is actually one of the actors from The Walking Dead. Um, so it's a film that's been on my list for that reason, uh, because I think he's a talented actor and I, I can't wait to see him in something that's not walking dead related and to see him actually in like a legitimate film. So Minari, M I N A R I. I've heard good things about that as well. And, uh, yeah, based on everything else, that's, that's about all I'm seeing as far as brand new films. And again, you're probably going to have a lot of classic films out too. So there very well could be like an amazing classic film out in theaters right now that might actually be your best option. Being like, hey, let's just do that instead. All right, let's go ahead and see who else is in the chat today. We got Robert Frey in the chat. We got 70B, 70B. I, I hear that y'all are having storms again and that y'all having some power issues. So please uh, do, not use any, uh, do not use any excess data that you do not have to use. I, I appreciate if you can be here. Uh, but obviously, if you lose power, you can obviously chill back, take take a little cat nap maybe, trying to see maybe if you can uh, put on some physical media or something like that, if you have the, the means to do so. And uh, I appreciate the effort, though, Stephanie B. Thank you for being here. We got Mr. Roy in the chat. Hail to you, Mr. Roy. Glad to have you here as always. We got Jay Alex McCarthy Jr. That's right. I'm going to call you by your full name. Who is a member? He says, howdy, Odin. How's it going? How's the pizza and how's Thor? Pizza has been good this week. And as I said, Thor got a little sick last night, but he seems to be doing better. Andrew Hoyles, a member, says, forget the cinema. I'm just going to watch Batman Dying Isn't Easy Again. Yeah, uh, I actually, uh, or rather, no, Dying Is Easy is, is the title of it. Uh, yeah, I actually just finished that before the stream. So I'll give my thoughts on that. It'll be one of the movies that I review. Um, let's see. Nanu number two, also known as Dean Heiss who's a member on YouTube as well. Hail, glad to have you back again. Super Anime Gamer, what's going on, Super? Says, hey, what is up, my dude? What is up? Super, I did get your email, by the way. Uh, sent me an email about how the actors, the stars, I think it was Elizabeth Olsen, was, um, didn't realize, or when he found out about the return of Pietro, she was excited because she thought it meant a crossover with the X-Men. 
So apparently she was also very hyped for something that turned out to be a complete and utter fail on Disney's part and basically a complete subversion of expectations. So I, I wonder if there's if there's any words from her after that, if, if she if she likes what she if she likes what they did or not. We got Slicer Neons in the chat. Hail Slicer Neons. Thirteenth Warrior says Snyder Cut. What's that? Yeah. What is that? What a four hour movie that I'm gonna have to watch. <laughs> oh Lord, oh Lord. Speaking of which, let me turn Heimdall on. Let me turn Heimdall on. I know, I know. It's been 15 minutes and Heimdall's not on yet. Don't worry. Heimdall's being turned on right now. Hold your horses, all right? I don't have any plans for a giveaway tonight, but I want to make sure y'all can get your cookies at the very least. Get your free digital cookies just by watching the streams and interacting. There you go. Heimdall's on. Take all the free cookies you want. There you go. All right, Rosie G12, what's going on? She says, hail Odin and chat. Hail to you. Orange Hat says, you didn't panic, did you, Odin? I actually, I wasn't as panicky. And to me, it's because he wasn't crying. He, it, it was just like he had no idea what was going on. Like, stuff was just coming up. And we would clean him off and everything. And it was like one of the things where he's, you know, being a little, little, little poor and pathetic. But he wasn't crying or anything. In fact, once everything was out, he was even being joyful and jolly. So... He actually made it a lot easier. Had he been crying, had he been showing other signs that you know of 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 pain, that would have freaked me out. That would have that would have been a moment where I would have been in like full on dad mode, like I'm freaking out right now. But I think because he is such a champ, because Baby Thor is such a is is such a badass that he was able to to keep me. Um, he was able to keep me cool headed during that process. So. Um, obviously I still felt terrible that he had to even go through in the first place. And I was worried. Don't get me wrong. I was concerned. I was concerned, but you know how it is. Like there's a difference between concern and panic, right? Panic would have been there had he been, you know, showing other signs. Uh, father says actually should have told Tina and Stephanie B, uh, kind of, kind of steam streamed some news from St. Peter's at a live stream about this afternoon. Uh, so I, I think I had already mentioned that before. But see, Father, before I even got to your comment, I already mentioned it. I already mentioned it, Father. I already did it. Keely Chow, what's going on? Hail to you. Glad to have you back. We got Chris. What's going on, Chris? Glad to have you here. Super Anime Gamer, what's going on? Says, I'm good, thanks. Was listening to EFAP break down WandaVision with Gary and Az. Goodness, that show is worse than I thought. Good to know Baby Thor is doing okay now. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. And uh, yeah, the more and more you think about WandaVision, you're like, man, they had so much potential. Remember, and the thing with Az, watch and go back to those Friday Night Tide episodes in the very beginning, right? Az and I and, and, and a couple of the others, we were just, we were intrigued. Like, we were like, okay, okay, we, we like what we're seeing. When they had the Pietro, um, you know, the giant Pietro twist, we're like, ah, oh, this is awesome. This is great. And then just like with season eight of Game of Thrones, just like with what they've done with almost everything they've ever touched, usually with the last season or last episode of a season, they destroyed it, right? They, they destroyed any and all goodwill that they could possibly have. You know, it's just, it's sad. It really is. Your Muslim uncle, welcome back to the chat. Glad to have you here. Pat S. says, dude, you need to hop on the Kathleen Kennedy video train. Did you see the money Gary and the Jeremys have made? Nice cake. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, trust me, there are so many videos 
and so many trends that I could jump on. And I could get, you know, my channel's never been crazy. You know, my channel's never had crazy numbers. But I mean, I could probably get, if I covered the right topics, a thousand, you know, a thousand views per video. And, and I used to do that, right? I used to do that a lot. I, I used to, 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 to chase the numbers as much as I could. And then every now and then, if there's a big topic that I really care about, you know, I'll, I'll cover it. I'll make, a, I'll make a topic on it. But I think I'm getting to the point now, like my YouTube career, where it's just like, I, I want to do videos that actually want to record, you know, because my time is a lot more limited now. So it's like, okay, with the time that I have, I, I want to cover the things that I actually want to cover and kind of go more back to what I wanted my channel to be originally, which was talking about movies, right? Doing movie reviews. Um, you know, that's what I wanted to do initially, but everything started off because of course, of being inspired by Jeremy uh, with everything going on with The Last Jedi. And then, of course, Solo came out. And so that's when I re- you know, started to do research on box office and started to dive into those numbers. And that's when I became known as the box office guy. And once the box office was gone because of COVID, it was like I kind of lost a part of who I was. Like without the box office to break down for, for Geeks and Gamers and, and to have further videos explaining them on my channel... I felt like I was going through a a bit of an identity crisis because I was like, I mean, do I just do these random videos on topics that might get views or do I maybe try and hold back a little bit, especially again with, with, with less time. So yeah, I'm actually, I'm, I'm enjoying the schedule right now a lot more, which is, you know, Hey, I'll do a video every day, every, every couple days, every three days or so, right. When I can, you know, never going too crazy with it, you know, not, not trying to burn the candle at both ends. Uh, the one channel I do want to make a video for, though, is the OMB Report. I have not made a video for that for, about, I think, about a week or so. Um, so I, I should have time this weekend to do a video. But those videos typically are like 30 minutes long anyway. So I feel like it's it's more justified, especially for for that channel, just because the videos are already longer form covering various topics. And obviously with news stories, you know, I could be that breaking news, breaking news, breaking news, but... Man, I, I know I would burn out on that very quickly. So I think just, you know, waiting, stepping back, waiting for the stories to come out and then covering the ones that have come out and already had a chance to sit around and, and allow myself to, you know, kind of, you know, stew on my comments. I think it's been better overall. Uh, Snorter Poopus says, can't say I've ever enjoyed throwing up. A baby Thor is tougher than this old burr. Yeah, absolutely. He is a champ. Uh, Buck 76 is saying hello to everybody. New number two is posting stars. Pat S. Uh, yes, indeed. RIP Mark C. I don't really, I didn't really know him very well. Uh, just going to be honest. Um, I just know that he was a big supporter of Nerdrotic's channel. I, I think he was in this chat a few times. Um, I, again, I, I didn't really know him that, all that well, but obviously he's no longer with us. And so uh, may perpetual light shine upon him. And of course, uh, may God be with his family as well. Uh, we got Sharon Ferguson. Sharon! 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 Sharon Ferguson, who's a member, finally showing up for a stream. It's always nice when she shows up. Uh, Sharon, what's going on? Glad to have you back in the chat as always. Nathan Slay, hope you are doing well. Nathan Slay. All righty. Chat has jumped on me like it always does. It is 7.04 in the chat it is 722 in real life. We got 46 people watching. Please make sure to smash the like button and share the video with anyone that you think might have fun talking movies tonight. Let's 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 head over to D Live and uh, just Cam Dean Heist and Phonema over there still. So again, thank you, D Live fan, for hanging out. Let's talk some movies. Mm. All right. Before jumping back into the YouTube comments, so I've seen a lot of movies. 
seen a lot of movies recently, and I'm not going to do any full reviews tonight. Sometimes what I would do, I've done this in the past, where I would do like a review, and then I'd have it for later on, and then I'd be able to cut it up and everything. Um, I think I'm just going to do some, some some short stuff. So anyway, uh, I have seen a couple of movies from the list. So there is a list that was made by my members, and I've been able to see three movies, or rather two and a half. Because one, I'm only halfway through. The first I'll talk about is a little film called Arsenic and Old Lace, which I believe is from 1946, uh, starring Cary Grant. And it is a film that, based off a pl- based off a play, but the movie I think is the most famous rendition of all like theatrical renditions, and of course any other like made for television type stuff. I want to say the movie from 46 is the most well known. It's the same director, I believe it's the same director uh, who did It's a Wonderful Life, which of course made me uh, very happy to see. Um, and Arsenical and Lace, I think, Shranks, I think it's got a very well written script. I think that it's very well acted, very very well acted. Cary Grant is hilarious. The physical comedy. All the stuff in there is very, very good. Um, the story, for the most part, also is very, very good. I think my one issue with the film is I, I feel that it is very clearly written for the stage, and I don't think it was shot well enough for that kind of a translation. Like, to me, when I think about stage translations onto the screen, the two that I think of as being the best are 12 Angry Men, which I think is probably the best rendition of a movie made for stage, and vice versa. And then one that I don't know if it was ever made specifically originally for the stage or not, but I know that it was shot as if it was, was uh, Alfred Hitchcock's Rope. To me, those have been some of like the best filmed movies where you almost feel like you're watching a stage play. Arsenic and Old Lace, they did a little bit too much with cuts and and a lot of just you know fast motion with with people falling over obviously trying to do the physical comedy stuff like Cary Grant falls a couple times and you can tell they speed up the camera because obviously they want to make sure the actor is not going to get hurt through it that's how they used to do it back in the day um and I just felt like I felt like they were doing too much with the camera actually to be honest I think for what could have been kind of a hey let's just watch the players act out the scenes let's watch the players do their thing I think there was a little I think there was actually too much camera work for Arsenic and Old Lace. But that being said, I still very much thoroughly, I, I still very much enjoy the film. Um, I think I ended up giving it a B plus, right? A very strong film, uh, a lot of fun, but as I said, I think they did a little bit too much with the camera. Uh, another film that I watched all the way through from the list was Adventures in Babysitting. This is from the 1980s starring Elizabeth Shue. This one I actually enjoyed a lot more than I thought that I would. And I say that because I talked to my wife before watching it because she had seen it, you know, a long time ago and she wasn't as big of a fan as she thought that she might have been of it. But when I saw it going in with, I guess, lower expectations, I enjoyed it. I was like, this is hilarious. This is funny. The situations that they're being put in are great. Uh, The whole sequence when you can't leave, no one leaves unless they sing the blues. I thought that was that was pretty fantastic as well. Great acting throughout the entire thing also. So that made me very happy too. And uh, yeah, I I thought the story and all the beats of the story and the editing and the pacing all really worked out in the movie. And uh, other than it being very 1980s cheese, which of course is always going to be both a plus and a negative, right? It's going to be a plus because it's going to be enjoyable, but it's going to be a negative because it's just, there's going to be, there's certain times in a week, in a day, in a life where you can really take in and enjoy the cheese of the 1980s. And then I think there's other days where you're like, 
all right, I don't know if I'm in the full mood for today. So I think because of that cheese to it, I, I don't know if it's a film that would match up every single time there's a rewatch, but I do definitely think that it does, does have some rewatchability. Uh, so for Adventures in Babysitting, I would also give that film a, uh, a B plus as well, because again, I, I had a very good time with it. And then the last of the films, before I go back into the chat, because obviously I have other films that I've seen, but the last of the films that I've seen from the list uh, from members, I've only seen half of it. And I know this is going to make Tina very, very mad. The film is Battleship Potemkin, back from 1925, silent movie. And I know that it's it's known for being historical, for inspiring many other great films, right? For being a standard in filmmaking uh, for that era. And I'm not taking anything away from it. But the fact that I've only gotten halfway through the movie, and it's only about an 80-minute movie, and I honestly don't even want to finish it, I think says something about the film itself. Now, let me just put it out there that silent films are the hardest sell for me. There's some silent movies that I love. My favorite silent film that I've ever actually seen is Sherlock Jr., uh, Buster Keaton, Sherlock Jr., because the just the pure physical comedy is so, one, hilarious, but also, two, so innovative and brilliant, especially for its time period, that the whole time I was just captivated watching it, right? It was just charming to watch. I couldn't look away. Watching Battleship Potemkin, I, 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 there's not that same level of charm. And the bigger issue that I, ha- I actually do have, there's objective flaws, with Battleship Potemkin. And again, I understand it's 1925, very early stages of filmmaking. I get it, right? I understand that. But when you actually pay attention to the film sequences themselves, there's times when the film sequences don't make any sense. There's times when the timing of what's going on in the scene doesn't make any sense, right? They they show a bit of a sequence at one point, and then it follows with another sequence, but then when you think about it logically, you're like, wait, that doesn't make any logical sense, like from both a visual and also a storytelling standpoint. So that, I think, bothered me, like because not only is it a silent film from 1925, not only is it obviously very early on in the filmmaking, you know, uh, in the filmmaking world, so obviously it's going to have those limitations that film had at the time, but when... The, the biggest and most important thing for films like that at that time in history were to have logical consistencies, right? To, to have shots that flowed together, that made sense together. For me to be able to, just after one watch and only seeing half the movie, be able to say, wait a minute, not only am I just not intrigued by the story and, and not interested in what's going on and not that impressed by the shots that I'm seeing, um, the sequences also don't even work. Like the, this, like some of the sequences, not all of them, like some of the sequences just, they don't make sense from a logical standpoint. That is an objective flaw. So I know that some people may not like my criticism of that, but again, that that's an objective flaw. And again, if you forget, go back and watch, pay attention to the sequences and look and see how there are certain scenes where you see a scene playing out and then all of a sudden you see another scene and you're like, wait a minute, this is at a different time but it was supposed to be as if it was after. And there are time jumps and time sequences that don't match up. And again, I understand it's 1925 is limited, but for me, 
you got to at least be able to have some type of logical consistency there. So uh, Battleship Potemkin, I'm not going to give grade to it yet because I've only seen half of it. Honestly, though, I don't know if I'm going to finish it. And I'm just going to be honest with that. And I'm not saying that you can't like it. I'm just saying that for me, uh, it does not seem to be my cup of tea. Anyway, thank you for putting up with that. But anyway, those are the three movies from the list that I have seen. Let's jump back over to the YouTube chat. It's 7.05 over there. It's 7.31 in real life, so I am about 25 minutes behind. Comics Unknown says, what's up, Odin? Do you have a favorite comic? Well, as I've mentioned many times on the channel, I am not a comic person. My comic knowledge is incredibly limited. I have read, I guess you could say, I would say and feel comfortable to say I've read maybe two graphic novels in my life. One I can remember, the other I cannot. Uh, and the one that I have have read is one that I think anyone or most people have read, which is Watchmen. I, I've read the uh, graphic novel for Watchmen. And, and maybe a couple, like a handful of random comics, like you know how... You would go see a movie, or you would go somewhere and you get like a free comic book that you could read. Maybe that. And uh, that's about it, though. So I, I'm going to guess, I'm going to have to say Watchmen, because that's pretty much all I got to say. Uh, Father Chris Miller says Friday is the Solemnity of St. Joseph, Meat Day. Solemnity trumps Friday abstinence during Lent, according to Canon Law 1251. Ah, Father. Now, is that the 1983 Code of Canon Law, or is that the 1917 Code of Canon Law? I know that the current one is 1983, however, I kind of wonder. I'm going to want to look into to see what the tradition says about that. Because, Father, as you know, I have, I have some thoughts about some of the changes in law, and especially church law, that we've had since Vatican II. I don't, I don't know, and I'm not saying this. I honestly don't know. I want to look into it. Whether or not that was a, a law that was changed during Vatican II or not, or post-Vatican II or not, because if it was, then um, I'll have to look into it further. Anyway, let's jump into a couple of super chats. Uh, John Joseph Gray IV has given two $5 super chats. Hail to you, John Joseph Gray IV. I appreciate it. He says, how have you been, Odin? Hope all is well with you and your family. Well, thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. I think I gave a little bit of that in the beginning. He then says, currently, I am a tire tech a Mavis, a Mavis tire getting ready for Godzilla versus Kong at the end of the month. Very awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I'm guessing that you are planning to go see it in theaters. Um, I will be limited in that capacity because of baby Thor, but I will of course be able to watch it through HBO max. And obviously I know that it would be better to watch it on a big screen. However, based on what we've seen out of a lot of the Godzilla movies that have been made more recently by that company, I don't have high hopes. I know a lot of people are very excited for Godzilla vs. Kong, but I always go back to and say, do you remember King of the Monsters? Do you remember how many people were disappointed by that movie? Do you remember how that film didn't make any money? That was, that was 2019. That was before the pandemic. This movie, Godzilla vs. Kong, is going to be a massive financial flop. Massive. Because I want to say it might cost more than what King of the Monsters did. And again, King of the Monsters didn't make really any money. It made like, what, $300 million, $350 million plus dollars on a $170 plus million dollar budget? Yikes. That, that's not good. And I, I just do not see this film doing well, especially with uh, many theaters being closed. 
And also, as I've said before, even with theaters reopening, you have these arbitrary and stupid limitations and, and caps being put on theater space, like 25% or 100 people, whatever is less, which is stupid, ignorant. It ignores the facts. It ignores what, everything that we know now about COVID. And, and the fact that people are still fear-mongering this stuff is just, it just grinds my gears. But also, people, again, have been fear-mongered. People have been convinced that it is dangerous to go outside. It is dangerous to sit in a theater. People have been trained that. People have been trained to do that. And if you're going to give them the option at the same time to watch on HBO Max, HBO Max at home, guarantee you a lot of people are going to choose to stay at home. I'm just saying. All right, NG1TEAV, thank you for a $5 super chat. Says, let's see the numbers. I bet your estimates would be close. Some movies look so repulsive, I can't even start watching, let alone finish Wonder Woman. Um, wait, what do you mean by that? Yeah, because it's, it's hard to track films during pandemic times just because the numbers aren't going to match up the way they normally would because the theater space is a lot more limited and obviously with everything on POV, um, or rather, with with every yeah, with everything being available for either POV or being available behind a paywall on a subscription subscription service, right? We see that stuff happening. But for example, I did I did track Wonder Woman eighty four, and typically you're able to make some pretty good estimates after two weeks that a film's been in theaters. And after two weeks, one and again, this is a weird one because again, weird release schedules, especially during COVID. But the number I got, again, this is a very rough estimate. The number I got for its two-week total was 118.5 million. But remember, it was on HBO Max at the same time during those first two weeks, which is why that number is not really all that trustworthy. Anyway, so uh, the minimum projection I had for the film was that it would get to $169 million, uh, with the best-case scenario being $237 million dollars. And the last time I had so again the max it getting was 237 million. Uh, last I updated those numbers, it was at 152, so it was a right around that that uh, that minimum number. And I don't know if it's gone up since then. I know that it just completely just stopped though, like it was doing nothing in China, it was doing nothing anywhere else in the world. And once it finally was available in the states. Just in the or rather, once it was just available in theaters and not just on HBO Max too, it didn't make any extra money. Um, so yeah, that's a negative two hundred and eight million dollars, I think, last time I updated those numbers. So yeah, so I guess I guess my numbers are are correct a little bit, uh, but I didn't really know what you meant by that. Uh, John Joseph Gray the Fourth, thank you for another super chat. Says besides uh, Godzilla versus Kong, also getting ready for the twenty twenty one season. At Great Adventure. Can't wait till Jersey Devil Coaster opens there. Ooh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Theme parks are probably the only thing any of us have to, to look forward to. Because at least theme parks can't let us down. Yes, they can make us annoyed by forcing us to wear masks and get our temperature taken and stuff. But then once you're on that coaster, right? All your The thing that drives me crazy are the pictures that I'm seeing of people being forced to wear their masks on the coaster. I'm like... That's just stupid. That's like the dumbest thing. And and, and I will say, I, I would not be wanting to travel to a theme park if I had to wear a uh, if I had to wear a mask on a coaster. Because that's just stupid. That's just stupid. It's one thing to make like it's stupid to make you wear a mask while you're watching a movie and not moving around in a theater. It's even more dumb to have it happen when you're on a on a roller coaster ride. 
oh, it's going to stop the COVID because the COVID's from the people in front of you. It's really those those little cheap little masks that have already proven not to be that effective. <laughs> Again, just look at the CDC. Um, oh, yeah, that that's just going to stop it. Anyway, uh, Michael Skewitt, thank you for another super chat, says, Gary Oldman was filming his new series in my street the other day. Nice, dude. Gary Oldman is a badass. So that's that's awesome. Uh, Thursday the Warrior says, are you ever going to fix the citizen of Asgardian designation? Doesn't that make us citizenians? Yes. I, I keep saying that I'm going to fix it, but my, my, old, my poor little brain can't keep up with it. So... <laughs> Uh, Rosie G12 says, so, so tired of retreads with movies. Yep. I hear that. Um, all right. I'm gonna try and skip random comments today that are not on topic or even close to. So any random takes, I'm, I'm probably going to skip. So if I skip your comment, it's because it was a bit too random based on just the initial thing of what I read. Uh, Keck44, what's going on? Rob D, welcome back to the chat. Uh, Alice McCarthy says, Modern Day Hollywood gave us Shadow in the Cloud. Can't forgive them for that garbage. I actually, what is Shadow in the Cloud? I have not heard of that. Uh, by the way, of course, if you're a member um, or you're a mod, then obviously I, I will read your comment because everyone's awesome. But they are the ones that because of what <laughs> because of their membership, they, they force me essentially to read what they have to say. Uh, Elizabeth Lyons says, Hail chat, hail to you. Glad to have you here. All right, here's Father coming in. He's saying 46 side altars in St. Peter's. I'm pretty steamed. Con, uh, con celebrating in the Vatican is like going to a steakhouse and ordering the salad. Here's the other problem with that father. Con celebrating in the Western church is very different than what it is in the Eastern church, right? In the Eastern church, it actually makes sense because basically it's, you can, you can celebrate. Con celebration just means that there's multiple priests present at the mass, uh, you know, celebrating the mass together. But in the Eastern rite, I'm pretty sure that they have to, they have to be able to touch the altar. I think when you go to a Western church, when you go to the Roman Catholic church, when there's a con celebration, you have like hundreds of priests and they're like all far back and they're all putting their hand. And it's like, that is a problem for so many reasons. Because when you have a hundred people saying, this is my body, I'm pretty sure that that definitely causes a psychological you know, conflict to come up in the minds of some people, right? I don't think it's beneficial. It's a lot better to have 46 individual priests celebrating their own individual masses in all the different various languages that you could offer it in and and even invite people if there's, I don't know if there's like, you know, pews there for like like the small levels of pews for those, um, for those side altars or not, but literally you could have it be where that could happen, right? It's so much better for you to have that than to have one mass with, with all of these priests around. It's like, no. It's And again, I think it's the work of the diabolical is what I think. Father says, read Cardinal Burke's response. He's spot on. Okay, I have not read Cardinal Burke's response, um, but uh, I, do, I do like Cardinal Burke. He's one of the few faithful cardinals that we have right now, um, which is, again, it's sad to say that there's only really a few faithful cardinals, um, at least outspoken faithful cardinals. So I'm going to write that down. That way I can remind myself to do it. Oh, man. Oh, man. All right. Let's see who else is in the chat. Uh, Rosie G12 then says, and Odin, they're stacking the deck with more of the same thinkers in new bishops and cardinals. Yep. I'm Rosie. You know what? To be honest, I'm waiting for the day that they make 
Father James Martin a bishop. The day that happens, I know that Satan truly has infiltrated the human ranks of the church. The day that Father James Martin becomes a bishop, and let's just be honest here, it is a there's a good chance, based on the people currently in, in, in charge, there's a good chance that that could happen one day. And if, if that ever does happen, if that ever does happen, I think that would be something that would cause some people to break away. You already see a lot of people breaking away in, in different factions, but I think that would cause a major break. Because if there's anything that like, a lot of these different groups of, of Catholics, you know, all these Catholics, we all have like kind of different names for like these sects. Like we're still, we still very much attach ourselves right to, to the one Holy Catholic apostolic church, but you could definitely tell like there's some people who are like, well, I prefer this and I prefer that. Right. That kind of action I think could really, could really lead to some major division. Uh, let's see. Uh, Father says, we've had worse popes, but oi, bad day when I'm checking how the pope's health is. <laughs> Seriously, Father. Yep, that's a fact. And here's the thing, Father. I agree, right? We, we've had worse popes, but I guess it's how do you define worse popes, right? Yeah, we've, we've had a pope dig up his predecessor and put his predecessor on trial. I think that's terrible. I think that's... But when we talk about worse, to me, the worst pope is the one who leads the most souls away from and the most souls to hell. The Pope that leads, and uh, and again, it's hard to really know. It's hard to know how many people are being led astray by any Pope from any point of history. But if, if the metric is how many souls have been led astray, seems like he's up there. Again, just, just, just based on what we've seen, on decisions he's made, on things he's said, and more so the people around him and what they've said, and what they've done, and how he has not said anything in direct response. Father says, well, with that, I'm off to say Mass, uh, say hello in about an hour. Father, yeah, please pray for us, pray for the Holy Father, uh, and also, of course, pray that we can, you know, because this is something that I struggle with. This is something that I struggle with tremendously, um, is is this feeling, because again, there, there's, there is such a thing as righteous anger, but my fear is always my fear is, is how close am I falling into prideful anger? And I, I always want to try to avoid that as much as I can. Um, and, and it's this kind of stuff that gets me very, very close. And so, I, I again, uh, pray for me, Father, please, as I will pray for you and for everyone else in the chat as well. Uh, NG1TAV, thank you very much for the super sticker with the keep it up, <laughs> whatever, whatever fruit that guy is. I think he's a pear. Uh, he's the wrong color, but I think he's a pair. Thank you very much. I, I, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Uh, just another red shirt. Welcome back to the chat. Glad to have you here. Pat S says the new schism is coming. Oh, yes, it is. Pat S. Absolutely. It is. You already have a lot of people becoming, uh, more, more people rather. You have a lot more people becoming Benny Plentist. These are the people that believe Pope Benedict is still the Pope, right? Not, I'm not in that group, but more, more people are joining that group. You, of course, have a lot more people joining the Sede Vacantist, which is basically everything Everything since, you know, even before Vatican II is invalid. Um, again, a lot more people joining that. And again, not me at all. Um, a huge portion also joining the SSPX, right? The schismatic group uh, from, I forget what their official designation is, but they are t- they are technically in, 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 a, in a kind of schism at the very least um, in certain ways. 
And I, I see a lot of people going over to their chapels because they can't be, how do I know that they're in some kind of schism? They can't call themselves and have churches. They have to call themselves chapels, essentially. Um, and uh, a lot of people, though, are flocking over to the SSPX. So, yeah, it's happening. And there's going to be another one. As I said, Father James Martin, if that were to ever happen, and I think it will, uh, I think if as long as Pope Francis is Pope, I think that possibility is on the table. I think that would just push so many. Uh, Intertrap Productions, what's going on? He says, greetings, my lord. Hope you're doing well. Having a rough week, but I'm always happy to visit the kingdom of Asgard and be with my Asgardian family. Much love, my lord. Much love to you, my court jester. I appreciate it very much. Intertrap Productions, good, good guy. Uh, Rusty Shackleford, welcome back to the channel as well. Appreciate it. Snorta Poopa says, I like good pub-style fish and chips. Um, nom, 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 yes. Um, some fried catfish. Mmm, some fried catfish. Sounds great. Thursday Warrior says, New York Post reporting Cuomo staffers are no longer reporting for work. They're ready for the governor to hang it up and go away. You know what's amazing to me? Governor Cuomo, remember, remember back, remember back during the last administration, how he was being propped up as like the anti-Trump, how he was the hero, he should run for president and all this stuff. And guess what? We knew a lot of the stuff that we already know now, but it wasn't being covered. See, I don't want Cuomo to be taken down. I want every single reporter, every single news host, every single news personality who knew this stuff and either covered it up or didn't talk about it for political reasons, I want them to be fired. I want them to get the axe more so, more so than him. Andrew Hoyle says, My wife and I were lucky enough to get to see Pope Benedict when when we visited the Vatican and we got the mass blessing from him, a day I'll always remember. Well, Andrew Hoyle, that's awesome, dude. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, the papal blessing in general, right? To, for anyone to get the papal blessing like that is awesome. Uh, Elizabeth Lyons has the heart next to Anthony Hopkins. A lot of people, of course, love Anthony Hopkins. Um, let's see. Storm of Poopa says, Cuomo should get prison time for all those dead seniors. Yeah. Again, if you're going to get mad about something... It actually probably shouldn't be the allegations of sexual abuse. It should be the thousands of senior citizens that were killed because of his decisions. And yes, I say killed, and I would use the term murder, because he knowingly and willingly ordered sick people into nursing homes when we knew, when we knew they were the most susceptible. And he knew that people were getting it and that they were dying, and the policy continued. That makes him culpable. And no, not just fired, I think he should probably go to jail. Waiting for an Adriat Laura says, Minari's playing here, so thanks, I'll check it out. Oh yeah, let, let me know how it is. And again, congratulations that your theaters are finally reopening. And yeah, if you're able to actually get into a show there, let me know. Uh, Comics Unknown tagged and says, yeah, I'm snowed in out I'm snowed in out here in Colorado. Snowed in, oh man. So I got tons of storms going on right now. Uh, Samurai Vader. What's going on, Samurai Vader? Uh, let's see. Is it Blit Amp 73? Or Billet Amp 73? I think. Uh, he tags says, Have you seen Guy Ritchie's The Gentleman? It was my pick. It was my pick for best of 2020 in the Raven Awards. Well, thank you, first off, for voting in the Raven Awards. Uh, yeah. And if you want to get your votes in, I still need to get mine. I always, I always wait till last minute, too. Um, the, uh, the the polls close tomorrow. Tomorrow evening, around like 11.30, I think is what I said. So I just posted a link to it. 
Put your votes in for the best and worst. Um, I have not put mine best in yet, but I will say I have seen The Gentleman, and it is easily one of the best films that came out last year. So that's a great choice for a nomination. So again, we're just collecting movies to nominate, people to nominate right now. Once all that stuff's together, I will put together a list, and we'll have our final nominees, and then we'll, of course, get to vote. And then the deadline for that will be whenever the Oscars are, because, again, the whole point of that is to be a boycott of the Oscars. Pat S. says, The Walking Dead ratings are in the toilet, like around 2 million lowest since season one. I stopped watching a few seasons ago. Elizabeth Lyons says, Dying is Easy was sweet. Saw it on Friday Night Tights last night. That's right. They watched it as um, after I left. Orange Hat says, Odin Heimdall is sleeping on the job. I got him up. Got him up. Um, Elizabeth Lyons says, you must watch it. Odin, I have. I'll give my thoughts on it once I've caught up with the chat this round. Uh, Waiting for a drive. Laura says, I'll have to send you some Snyder chocolate. Ooh, I do like me some chocolate. I'll take some Snyder chocolate. That's about all I'll take, though. Uh, Tina says, if it's all right, I'm going to leave the link to the charity if anyone wants to donate. I did donate myself because I felt it was the least that I could do. I've seen too many suicides. Yes. Um, Again, even with my issues with Zack Snyder's filmmaking abilities aside, I think the charity stream that they're going to do is amazing and should be supported. And if you can give any money to help that, uh, to help that charity, right, to help try to bring awareness and to try and help as many people as possible who are, are suicidal, who are dealing with uh, with depression. I think that's incredibly important. So yes, Valks, please feel free to spam that link. And again, this is coming from someone who is critical of his work as a filmmaker. That is completely irrelevant when it comes to this important issue. So yes, absolutely post that link, please, and donate if you can. Um, all right, let's see. Bonsoir. Elizabeth Lyons says, had salmon from the Olive Garden yesterday. Very, very nice. Very nice. I had some naked pizza and for, we had tortellini. We had cheese tortellini for lunch. It was delicious. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, Super Anime Gamer says, and come to find out the sitcom concept was Feige's idea. Yes, seriously. Yes, seriously. Uh, Nathan Slay says, I'm still angry about the boner joke. I hate what they did. It's like they could have done so much more, but they were like, nah, here's your episode. Yeah, basically, man. Uh, They were like, hey, we could do something really cool with a crossover event, bringing the X-Men officially into the MCU. We could do something with a multiverse. There's so much we could do with it, but instead, yeah, we're we're just going to make a boner joke. It was so stupid. Uh, Soul Assassin, welcome back to the chat. Glad to have you here as always. Slicer says, trends are like trampolines. You can jump on them, but they can bounce you off if you lack balance. This is true. Uh, Nathan Slate asks, when did you actually start this channel? Officially making videos consistently. It's We're, we're coming up on the three-year anniversary. I think it'll be three years in April or May. I'll have to look back on it. Um, but as far as my, my first video was on MoviePass. If I'm not mistaken, my first official video that I did was on MoviePass, and the first video that got any attention was on John Campia. <laughs> it was a Star Wars video about John Campia. Uh, but I think the first official video, back when it was still labeled Odin's Movie Blog, was on MoviePass. Because, oh, that was when the drama of MoviePass was going on, when they were doing all this nefarious stuff and, and, and you know, basically stealing people's money. Mm. 
It was crazy. It was a brilliant concept, though. I was a big fan of them when they first started off, and then they got bought up by somebody. And, man, I had some harsh words for the CEO. The CEO was, a, was an ass, for, for lack of a better expression. A troglodyte, one could say. Olivia's Lion says, I'm glad to hear the Baby Thor is better. Well, thank you. Golden Ration says, well, you've been hitting us with polls every day. This is a fact, Golden Ration. Every day. And I can say, I can confirm. You know, there's that video that came out that says, yeah, if you put polls, there's this there's this thing in the YouTube algorithm. It's not true. I've been doing polls for over a month now. No major changing at all. And that's fine. Uh, to be honest, I like doing the polls now because it, it leads to it, it leads to interactions. So for me, it's a way of still, even if I'm not putting a video out every day, at least I'm putting a poll out and y'all can... Y'all can uh, make comments about the poll. Y'all can talk to each other about it, right? Have, have you know, typical nerd arguments, right? Like, no, this is better. No, this is better, right? The stuff that we should be doing. So, um, yeah, today's poll uh, was a fun one because I always, in my head, I know they're different. I know they're different, clearly different. But whenever I think back to Al Pacino and Dustin Hoffman, they just are so much the same to me. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's because they kind of look the same in their younger performances. I, I don't know what it is. But like I always think of them together. Um, and maybe I don't know if I'm the only one that thinks that way. Uh, but the, the question was, which one's the, the better actor? To be honest, I think it's Hoffman. My choice in that poll is Dustin Hoffman because he has a lot more range. Um, especially, you know, as he gets older, I think he still has a lot more range because now it's like every, anything Pacino does now, like what he, Pacino got to a point where basically every role he did was just whoa, like that's, that's all he would do. It's great. It's hilarious. It's great. It's Pacino. But then you got Hoffman who like it, boggle, it blows my mind. Can, can y'all still, I still can't believe this. Dustin Hoffman was hook in the movie hook. Like, I, I still can't believe that. I know it's him. I, I, I can see it, but I still don't believe it. It's like it's just like how Glenn Close is in that movie. Oh, yeah, I've mentioned this before, right? One of the best hidden secrets of the movie Hook. You know the pirate that gets put in the boo box in the very beginning? That's Glenn Close, dressed as a man, being very, very convincing. Glenn Close. So, just like... I know it's her, but I still don't believe it. Same thing. Dustin Hoffman, can't believe it. Even though I know it's true. Anyway, I, I, that was that's actually one of the more favorite polls that I've done recently. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so uh, chat has jumped on me once again. Again, thank y'all for being here. Please be sure to smash that like button. It really does mean a lot. Some comments may have been skipped. It's 7.36 in the YouTube chat now at 7.57 in real life. So I am, again, behind. Let me jump over to DLive now. Phone Nemo says, Who is James Martin? Father James Martin is a Jesuit priest, and uh, he is leading many, many, many souls away by teaching things that are not true. Uh, he's teaching... Uh, he, he says the church's moral teaching is something that it is not. Uh, Captain Heidi says, work of the diabolical. Did Kathleen Kennedy make her way over to the Vatican? You might as well. You might as well. <laughs> she might as well have. Maybe Ryan Johnson would be the better pick there because let's just say our our uh, our expectations are being subverted. Our expectations of what a pope should say are being subverted. 
Uh, Daniel Thorne says, did you do anything for National Good Samaritan Day? No, I did not, because there are too many international days, and I don't pay attention to any of them, really, to be perfectly honest. Uh, there's too many. Too, too many. All right. Back to the YouTube chat. Actually, before getting to YouTube chat, let's get back to some of the movies that I've been watching. All right, so other films that I've been able to watch recently, uh, these were not officially on the list, uh, but on my list, I finally was able to watch Big Trouble in Little China. Great film, a lot of fun, biggest issue with it, too short. That's not something I say very often about movies, but Big Trouble in Little China is too short. It's only about 90 minutes long, and the reason why that's a problem is because there's things that happen plot-wise that are not fully fleshed out or explained. And I think an extra 20 to 30 minutes explaining some of those plot points out would make it an even better movie. It's still good. Even with like some of the story and some of the, like the not the dialogue, but like even though some of the narrative feels like it's chopped off at the knees, it's still good. So imagine if there was a longer version with the full explanations and, and the full you know context given to the movie in certain scenes could be even better. But anyway, uh, Big Trouble in China, fantastic movie. Uh, I'm going to give that film an A-. It's a film that I actually do really do want to watch again. Um, also, uh, since it was mentioned earlier, I'll go ahead and skip a couple that I have here listed. But uh, I did watch the fan film Batman Dying is Easy. So Batman Dying is Easy. It's a free fan film that you can find right now on YouTube. I would recommend it. It's, it's good for a fan film. But that's about all I can say. There are some people who I think are giving it more praise than what it's worth. Like saying, like, oh, it's better than anything that Hollywood's doing nowadays. You might be able to argue the general plot, the general story is. But it's still, it it is clearly a fan film. And I'm not saying that to try and make fun or to tear down the people behind the project. It's just, it's it, it feels like a fan film. And it is, right? It is a fan film and so that that's that's okay. But you have some really great performances. The guy that does the Joker, mwah, spot on, fantastic, great. You got a lot of other smaller cameo performances I think from some actors where I was like, "Oh, I think I think I saw Doug Jones was listed as someone in the movie as well." I was like, "What? That's interesting." Um, you had uh, one guy who for me, I know him from from doing he does a lot of Tarantino work. Uh, he played one of the cops in the film, so I, I liked seeing him in there too. So it was a really good fan film movie, but that's all I can say about it. To me, it there are some people saying that it transcends the fan film genre. I don't think it does, and that comes down to the fact that when you listen to them talk, it just sounds like they've they've they're they're ADR'd. It sounds like they filmed it and then after the fact they came in and recorded higher level vocals and you can always kind of tell when there's that like that disconnect where the sound just is too pretty almost. And uh, the visuals obviously you can tell that they were working with a budget. And again, they do good work for the budget that they had. It's just it's again, it's still clearly a fan film. I, I give it a B. Uh, it's a fun it's a fun movie, but it's still a fan film uh, and it doesn't ever really get past that. Uh, some of the other films that I've watched, uh, my wife and I watched Blade yesterday, um, and it had been a long time. I had seen Blade once before, but I really couldn't remember a whole lot about it. And so having seen it again, it's got some CGI issues. But then when you remember it was made back in the late 90s, you realize, okay, that's forgivable because that's the limitations of what they had really at the time. Uh, but man, first Blade, fantastic. I, I love the first Blade. 
Um, first Blade, I'm going to give an A-2. Uh, again, CGI issues are there. Um, some of the editing, uh, some of the cuts are, are a little odd. But again, I think that for the most part, it is a, it's a fun film. It, it's, a, it's a comic book movie that people oftentimes forget, like laid the foundation for comic book movies. Blade 2, we're about halfway through. Not as good as the first Blade. <laughs> just, just not. It's just not the, the 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 editing, especially like the editing and the shots in the film, just uh, not not nearly as good. It's still not bad though. It's still entertaining and enjoyable. Uh, so we're halfway through that right now. I also got halfway through a movie called The Toy with Richard Pryor. I'm enjoying it. I, I'm I'm finding the whole premise pr- quite fun, entertaining. Uh, so we'll see where it goes. And then uh, a couple of movies that I reviewed for the channel already. The last Vermeer. Um, I gave that film, I think, a, like a C range grade to that film. I can't remember. I think it was like a C minus or a C. And it's because it was two movies. The first movie, the first half of the movie was boring as hell. Second half of the movie was like a courtroom drama with some comedy in it. It was fantastic. So like all in all, it was fine. Vanguard, Chinese cap- Chinese propaganda with some really bad editing. Jackie Chan does his best. He almost died. He almost drowned in the movie. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him props for, for doing his own stunts still. Uh, his age, but still, uh, Chinese propaganda film. So Vanguard, I really, I really wouldn't recommend it. And then the last film that my wife and I watched all of was, it was a song called. I think it, the I think the whole movie was called Eurovision. Let me, yeah, Eurovision Song Contest colon the story of the fires, uh, the story of fire saga. Um, so this is a film back from 2020, starring Will Ferrell. Uh, I think it's still available on Netflix, and. Here's the thing. It's not a bad movie. It's just not funny. So it's labeled as a comedy, but it's not funny at all. But it's also not terrible. Like, my wife and I were able to watch it, and we were just watching it, like, okay, waiting to laugh. Like, I remember at one point we had to pause it because we had to give uh, Baby Thor a bath, and we're like, I'm waiting for this to get funny, but it's also not bad. Uh, but anyway, so Eurovision, I think I... <sighs> I think I'd give that movie a C. It's fine. It's not again. It's it's not bad. It's just it's just not funny. So I give that movie a C. Anyway, those are the, all the movies that I've been watching. So anyway, all right. Let's jump now back into the YouTube chat. It's still seven thirty eight in the YouTube chat. So again, I'm about thirty minutes behind. Uh, Pat S says the family that owns both Britannia movie theaters will be closed on Good Friday, just like the old days. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. People often forget just how Catholic New Orleans is. Uh, Elizabeth Lyon says, I refuse to wear a mask outside, and I don't blame you. It's stupid. It is stupid. Uh, Snortapoopis says, Has anyone seen a movie called The Uninvited from 44? It's an old supernatural horror film set on the spooky coast of Cornwall. No. It's the first I've heard of it. Sajanian says, while you fix a citizen of Asgardian problem, make sure the Champions of Asgard title is available almost at 200 hours. I do need to go back and change that. that that's, a, uh, that's a stream bot issue. It's a separate thing, but I definitely should update that. Thursday Warrior says, Odin, you're not double masking outside while remaining 30 feet away from, an, from others? Inconceivable! Yes. You keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. Here's Drop Production says, Greetings, my lord. I think my original... No. It's a trap. It did not get skipped. It's a trap. This hurts me because this means that you went away from the stream and didn't hear it and then thought it got skipped. 
That's my that's my one rule. If you leave a comment and you leave the stream at any point, you can't come back in and then say, oh, I don't know if he read my comment or not. So I say nay nay to you, good sir, court jester. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Nathan Slay says, wait, you have to wear masks during theme park rides? That's ridiculous. The masks will fly right off during the roller coaster. And yet, what I've been seeing covered on Park Hoppin' uh, from the pictures of the rides that I've seen, I've seen people with masks on. So I, I'm pretty sure they have to uh, I'm pretty sure they have to wear it at some point. Uh, Sharon! Sharon says, sorry for the silence, but the sushi came and sushi takes precedence. Ew. Sushi. That's disgusting. Ugh. Orange Hat Review says, Odin, did you see Underwater? I thought it was decent, but it did have bad CGI and was a little too dark. I get it's on the ocean floor, but dang, have at least a little more light. It sounds like a... <laughs> I'm, I'm not even going to say. But no, I have not seen it yet. I know that, uh, I know that EFAP has recommended it. Uh, so it is technically on my list of movies to check out for that very reason. But I don't really want to watch it because of, of some of the actors in it. So, we'll see. Maybe I'll get there one day. Uh, Michael Skewiff says, The new Gary Oldman series is called Slow Horses. It also has Christian Scott Thomas in it and Jonathan Wynn. I don't know them. They reskinned a few shops and set up a fake Chinese restaurant. Interesting. I do like Gary Oldman, though. Rosie G12 says, Odin, I'm seriously worried about a schism in the church. I am, too. I am, too. Um, because you already have a group of what I would call trads, traditional Catholics, who I, and even, even saying it out loud though, I don't believe it. Like, I think that, I think that they could get pushed to that point, push that edge. But I think at that point, it wouldn't be a group breaking away from the church. I think it would be members of the church hierarchy breaking away from the church. To be honest, um, it would be a very interesting time, though, to say the least. Fatass says, I could be a cardinal. Someone put my name in. <laughs> uh, Harwick says, what are your thoughts on the allegations made about Thor in Adventures of Babysitting? No idea what the allegations are. Um, it was weird, though, to see uh, what's his name. Oh, I knew his name when I saw the film. Anyway, the guy that plays Thor, I did not expect him to see him in the movie, let alone be a tall jack dude in the film. Uh, don't know anything about the allegations, so no thoughts on it. Uh, Third Warrior says, ah, good old Pope Formosus. He looks like he's lost some weight. <laughs> Was he the one that got dug up? <laughs> Patas says, nope, a layperson can be made a cardinal. Yep, cardinal is a title. It's not a part of holy orders. Uh, so technically, anyone could be a a cardinal, theoretically. Um, I'm sure, like if you go to the actual canon law, it'll stipulate. Uh, Sean Vargas that says, "I am Anglican Catholic." Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. The Anglican rite is is quite beautiful, from what I've been told. From what I've been told. Nathan Slay says, "I honestly wouldn't mind seeing movies in the theater again, if only they were open here in Montgomery County. Maybe one day." Rob D says, "Are there ways to uh, are there ways to make watching a four hour movie more manageable? I want to watch my Lord of the Rings extended cuts and Snyder cut, but I feel like I'd stop paying attention three hours in. Yeah, usually just you, you pick you just to say, okay, I'm gonna watch an hour and then done. The best way to do it because here's the thing, I'm wondering how much the Snyder cut is gonna have natural breaks. 
because there is apparently going to be an intermission with intermission music from what I've in early reports is what I saw. So at the very least, you'll have at the halfway point uh, a break, uh, presumably. But I would say is start watching when you're getting close to the hour mark. If there's a scene happens where there's a tr- transition, that could be a good place to stop. So that would be my recommendation. Uh, Elizabeth Lyon says, I don't know a lot about James Martin. What's up with him? Father James Martin. Uh, well, for lack of a better expression, he's a walking, talking heretic leading the faithful astray. And he is working basically right under Pope Francis. Uh, he is the official social media, what is it, social media coordinator. He has an official title within the regime of Pope Francis. So he is therefore in good light. Pope Francis thinks very highly of him by the fact that he is an official member, essentially, of the overall overarching entourage of Pope Francis. So that's who Slim Jim Martin is. Oh, just, yeah. Mm, that man, again, so many souls. So many souls lost because of that man. He honestly should be publicly rebuked by his bishop and probably should be publicly censured and probably should be stripped of his office, to be perfectly honest. He probably should be defrocked because of what he said, because of just how, honestly, how dangerous his rhetoric is. Whew, there's a lot I could say. And Rob D, to your further, to your last question, I would say you probably could find there are probably articles that have been written about the Lord of the Rings movies about what are good moments to like to cut it up. All right. Pat S says Cuomo go. Sorry. Governor AOC 2022. Good Lord. Thursday. The warrior says they're hoping to pin criminal charges on Whitmer for the same policies. Cuomo followed. Yes, they are. I'll believe it when I see it. Soul assassin. Can I mail in my votes? Nope. Uh, we do not take that nonsense here on this channel. Uh, Blake St. Clair says, Odin, you finally need to see The Frighteners. You won't regret it. Easily the best of Michael J. Fox movies since Back to the Future. Okay, definitely keep that in mind. Um, as we are about 15 minutes away from the end of the show. So just keep that in mind. I will be switching over to members only soon. So I would say if you're not a member, you probably don't want to comment now. Because I probably will not get to your comment. Uh, John Joseph Gray, thank you for the $5 super chat. Says, what are the chances we will be getting the DC versus Marvel crossover or Harry Potter versus Star Wars? Like in an actual movie? Very doubtful. Very, very doubtful. The only way that, that the DC Marvel crossover could ever happen is if Disney bought DC. And I honestly think that Disney will have had a massive antitrust violation uh, lawsuit brought against them before that were to happen. Or because of that happening, potentially. So, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, let's see. Andrew Hoyle says, If you like chocolate, then you'll love the nice box of goodies I've sent. Ooh, Andrew. Andrew Hoyle, you've sent a box of goodies? I do love chocolate. Thank you. I appreciate that, man. Chocolate's chocolate's just like my jam, dude. Snorta Poopa says, The sarcasm is strong with this chat. Oh, always, 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 always. Pat S says, You must pick this channel or pizza. You know, pizza's always going to win that fight, man. <laughs> Super says, Absolutely, my respect for Zack Snyder was, uh, my respect for Zack Snyder has shut up like Uche was in the NFL, but the rest of us with respect are geeks with hot takes. And for Snyder to want to do this is so cool. Exactly, right? He's doing it for charity. And so I will commend him for that very reason. 
Doesn't make him a good filmmaker, but I can still respect him for that. Soul Assassin says, I'm still waiting for them to make, <laughs> I'm still waiting for them pizza reviews. Ah, there's too many, too many things to do already. Pat says, OPV, Odin's pizza blog. I know, I know. Hardwick says, who do you think played Thor better, Chris Hemsworth or Vincent D'Onofrio? That's the name I was looking for. Vincent D'Onofrio was in Adventures of Babysitting. Um, Chris Hemsworth. I do like Chris Hemsworth in the role. Andrew Hoyle says, Pacino was great in Hunters. Never seen Hunters before. Uh, Rosie G says, I voted for Hoffman, which killed me because I love Pacino, but Hoffman's just better. His range is amazing. Yeah, I agree. Pat says, he was in Ishtar too, so I'll take Al. Hooah, you'll take Al Pacino. Ah. All right. Chad has jumped on me again, and so I think we'll probably go to members only. Uh, and, of course, any uh, Super Chats, things like that. DLive fam as well. Let's see what's going on DLive. Daniel Thorne says, Cuties won a Cesar Award for Best Female Newcomer. How did that happen? It's actually very easy. They're all disgusting people. It's a giant cabal of disgusting people in Hollywood. So that that's how. And do not be mistaken. Cuties could potentially get Oscar buzz. Could, could potentially get Oscar nominations. Do not be surprised. I think, you know, more so than years past, because it gets worse every single year. When those Oscar nominations come out this week, man, oh, man, I, I honestly think it's it's going to be some of the worst stuff we've seen. Like, there'll be some good movies that might get some attention, but films like The Gentleman won't be getting a whole lot of attention like they should. I, I think Mank probably will. Mank, again, is that typical film. It's a good movie, but it's what Oscar bait type people typically would, would vote for anyway. It's not going to win Best Picture because that has really been taken over by by the woke the woke members of Hollywood who have such a stronger um con, you know have such stronger control cuz i also think i also question and wonder i wonder if mank even fits into their new criteria i know that new criteria for best picture i don't think it's gone into effect yet uh but remember how in the next couple of years the best picture nominees are going to be worthless because they're going to put so many restrictions on how it has to basically fit so many different diversity points in order to be nominated, which is the dumbest thing ever. Because basically what you're saying is, oh, we're not judging the movie based off of the movie, based off of the writing, based off of the objective you know, qualities of the movie, but instead we're going to be judging movies as long as they fit our quota. As long as we fit the quota. That's disgusting. It's disgusting. Uh, John Joseph Gray, thank you for another super chat, says, how cool would it be if we got an A NBC sequel? What does NBC stand for? The channel? <laughs> Were we talking about something else? Uh, I forget. All right. And that is coming up. All right, cool. Thank you, DLive fam. Y'all been great. All right, let's go ahead and end the stream with some members-only comments. Members only. Can apologize. Apologies if I don't get to your comment if you're not a member. But it's the only way to save my voice, especially towards the end of these streams. My voice is already tired getting into today as well. All right. 
Let's see. All right, your Muslim uncle says, I heard on Friday Night Tights you saw Big Trouble, but I didn't see a review. Did you notice all the stuff Mortal Kombat borrowed from it? Um, I, your Muslim uncle, were you not, maybe, maybe I hadn't gotten to that. I thought I had already gotten to that review. Maybe I didn't. Uh, I gave a review tonight. So, uh, as far as Mortal Kombat stuff, again, I don't think so. Um, I, I mean, well, actually, actually, no, I take that back. Yeah, because there's, but here's the thing. What preceded the Mortal Kombat game? Was Big Trouble Little China first, or did the game Mortal Kombat, or whatever Mortal Kombat's based off of, come out first? Because, yeah, Raiden completely in Big Trouble Little China. Totally a Raiden figure in Big Trouble Little China. So, yeah, absolutely. Actually, you know what? But going back to it, yes, I think that there are some, some similarities there. Uh, Snorri Poopa says, Pacino in his later movies started chewing too much scenery for me. Yeah, pretty much. Elizabeth Lyons says, Big Trouble Little China is a classic. I agree. It's a classic, and I want more. Andrew Hoyle says, Big Trouble in Little China. Release the Odin cut. Yeah, seriously. More explanation. More exposition. When that's the biggest critique you have for a film, you know you're doing something right. Uh, Aiden Vickery says, Marvin Hagler, RIP, a truly great boxer. I don't really know who that is, but of course, rest in peace. And Future, what's going on, says the guy who played the Joker was the director. Yeah, I saw that uh, when the credits were rolling. Uh, Eric K says Michael Madison was in the film and the Joker was actually the director. Okay, so we got back to back comments about that. All right. Andrew Hoyle says Michael Madison looks so out of it, he probably didn't even realize he was filming. Okay, that's, yeah, Michael Madison, uh, he's the one that's been in some Tarantino stuff before. Yeah. That, that was one of my other critiques. That's another thing I had an issue with was actually his performance. Because as you said, he seemed like he was so out of it. Like, he, it looks like they, they contacted him and said, hey, are you working? Do you want to make a little a little cash to be in a Batman movie? And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. And, uh, yeah, he he's definitely one of the reasons why it felt very much like a fan film. <laughs> uh, Rosie G12 says, Odin for me, I like dying is easy and thought just imagine what the makers could do if they had Hollywood money. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I think that for a fan film, yeah, it's good. Um, if they had Hollywood money, though, I, I don't know. It, it, we like to say that, but just the Hollywood money itself isn't enough. You you need Hollywood caliber writers. You need Hollywood caliber, not, sorry, not maybe not necessarily writers, but you need Hollywood caliber tech people, right? And I, I think that that is something where if they got the money, if they were given Hollywood level money, they would probably still want to keep things pretty low key and, and help out, you know, people who are working their way in, you know, into the business and everything like that, which is all good, right? It's all fine and dandy. Um, but I think it would still suffer from the same, from the, from, from some of the same issues, to be honest. Uh, and Fyodor says that opening scene in the club was iconic. I'm forgetting what movie we're talking about now. Size, so uh, sorry about that. Sorry about that. Members, members only. Andrew Hoyle says, Eurovision was a ridiculous film. It truly was ridiculous. Truly was ridiculous. Uh, Dad Man Walking 55, just joining in, having another birthday dinner for the wife. Nice. Congratulations again. Happy birthday. Uh, John Joseph Gray IV says, Nightmare Before Christmas. No, I don't want any more. It would not be cool. John Joseph Gray. That movie should say exactly where it is because if they made a sequel to that, it would be terrible. 
There's no way they would be able to match the same magic, the same tone of the original. So no, that would not be cool. I do not agree with that. I do not think that'd be cool. Uh, but thank you for clarifying. Appreciate it. Uh, let's see, Hardwick says, I enjoyed Batman Dying is Easy a lot. I've watched Bat in the Suns fan films for years, and I think it's their best one yet. Kevin Porter is like a live-action Kevin Conroy. Yeah, Kevin Porter, uh, he was one that was, uh, he's the one that played Batman. He, he was okay. His line delivery was not very dynamic, um, especially towards the end when he's explaining things to the Joker. I, I was like, not... And again, I understand that that's kind of what the voice is supposed to be. It's supposed to be more dry. I don't know. That that was when it really showed how how I think how lifeless it was. At least again in the line delivery there. And Fairtrue says double mask, pathetic, quadruple mask or bust. <laughs> Dadman Walking says rode the Hulk multiple times a few weeks ago. Mask stayed on, although the paper one acted like it wanted to fly off. Whoa, okay. So there's some confirmation there from Dadman walking. So he's ridden the Hulk ride and he had to wear a mask, which again is the dumbest thing ever. I guess they just forgive you if it happens to fly off. I feel like I would just have the disposable and be like, all right, I'm going to wear it. And then on the way up, be like, Woo, whoops, it fell off. So that way I can actually enjoy the ride, you know? Andrew Hoyle says, I just got out with, I just got out with my Bane mask. Having a bald head definitely helps the look. Dude, I want to definitely like find a way to like get like a work a working bane mask and try and try and like be like what it's a mask. Uh Buckcrack Studios, welcome back to the channel, good sir. Appreciate you being here. Harwick says Batman dying is easy, has budget limitations, but I'll gladly take the slightly lower production values over the lack of respect for source material most Hollywood productions have these days. Again, as I said, for a um for a fan film, it's fine. Buckcrack Studios says, am I a radical now? Yes, you are. Sharon Bergerson says, yeesh, it's hard to keep up with everyone. Yes. If you mean like YouTube and creators, yes, yes it is. Snortapupus says, Cardinal Snortapupus, Cuber. Hmm, doesn't sound right at all, but it could happen. Sharon Bergerson says, the ACC broke away from the Episcopal Church in the 1970s because of the schism there. Best way to describe Anglican Catholic Mass is its old Catholic pre-Vatican II. Yes. So my guess is is that it's very similar to the Mass that I go to. I, I go to the Mass that I go to technically is the 1962 Missal. Um, but the Missal I use is uh, it's pre-55. It's a 1945 Missal, the Father Lassance, uh hand Missal. And it's a beautiful, beautiful Mass. So... I if that is what is that if that's what the Anglican Mass is like so I meaning like is it's in Latin ad orientum worship ooh I I'll be I'll be there in a second uh, Rosie G twelve says Odin Blaze Supich is a nightmare too yes he is a part of the modernist movement in the church Eric K says Snyder Cut will have an intermission I hope they play the girl from Impanema. During it, just the lyrics. What? That didn't make any sense to me at all. But yes, there will be an intermission. Um, <laughs> Thirsty Warrior says, do you have an opinion on Bishop Barron? Bishop Barron, to me, he seems, if I had to compare him to a character in a movie, 
or in a comic series, I would say Two-Face. He's got some good stuff. He's got some bad stuff. I believe it was Word on Fire, which is kind of his baby. They recently had some pretty terrible things to say about traditional Catholics. So, yeah, uh, not so good there. Uh, Harwick says, by allegations, I was referring to the fact that the boy kept teasing his sister by telling Thor is a homo. D'Onofrio picked up by the collar and said, you, you've been spreading rumors about me, kid. Okay. Yeah, you see, I need, I need context like that because the way that you worded it and, of course, with the modern-day Hollywood structure, you got to be careful with how you word it, man, because I could totally be like, wait a minute, allegations? I hope there weren't allegations made against D'Onofrio. That would be terrible. But anyway, I do understand that reference. Father says, speaking of sarcasm, I'm back. Well, Father, welcome back. You're just in time for the end of the stream. All right, let's finish off with some last-minute members' comments. So, members, please slow down. Please slow down. Uh, Because we do need to wrap things up here. Oh, my goodness. Why are there now so many more comments now? This is crazy. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. There are so many members' comments now. Okay. All right, let's try and get through them at the very least. Uh, But members, please slow down. Uh, Harwick says, about a year ago, I recommended Adventures of Babysitting to you, but warned the character repeatedly slanders Thor, to which you replied something to the effect of, oh, no, how dare he. You Okay, you literally said about a year ago. Have you not been paying attention to these streams at all? I can barely keep up with what's going on in a single stream. <laughs> Gosh. Thursday the Warrior says, I'm walking here. I'm walking here. Great line. Great line. Great improv. Father says, don't know if it was mentioned, but South Park was pretty good this week. Yes! Um, they did the vaccination special. It was okay. Uh, they've lost a bit of their edge. It was fine. It just, they used to be more edgy, and I think they've lost it a bit. Uh, J.K.D. Buck says, which is better, the adventures of Buckaroo Banzai across the eighth dimension or the adventures of Milo and Otis? I have not seen that first one. I have seen Milo and Otis, and uh, all I can remember from Milo and Otis is Oh, yeah. He's up there in the hayloft. Up there in the hayloft is all I can remember from that movie. And it's fantastic. It's great. All right. Elizabeth Lyons says, I really look forward to your streams. Odin, uh, peace to you and your family. Thank you, Elizabeth Lyons. I appreciate it. Jiggity Buck, we really shook the pillars of heaven, didn't we, Wang? Your Muslim uncle. I had to jump off and jump back. I'm sorry to hear about some fight, fit, some fitna in Holy Church. There, these are the times that try men's souls. That is a fact. Fact, fact, facts. Thursday Warrior says, Michael Madsen dancing to Stuck in the Middle with You and slicing a cop's ear off in Reservoir Dogs is enough for film immortality in my book. Yes. Yes. Great, great scene. Badass Cats 2, Electric Boogaloo. No, let's not. Hardwick says, Stuntwoman Amy Johnson, who played Harley Quinn's in... Who played Harley Quinn... In Dying is Easy, also played the Deadpool and Domino versus Joker and Harley Quinn is great guest on Corridor Cruise Stuntmen React videos. I thought that she looked familiar. Amy Johnston. About to say, very close to being the Pink Ranger, but not the Pink Ranger. So <laughs> I think that's like Amy Jo Johnson. Uh, Jacob76 says, Odin, I laugh at Star Wars, the high, Repu- the high repugnant, 
a rock for a character. Yeah, seriously. Ridiculous. In future, Tim Burton is creatively bankrupt now. Disney sucked it out of him. Leave Nightmare alone. I agree. Leave it alone, please. Uh, your Muslim uncle says, TV with the wife, time for peace, time and God's blessing to you as well, your Muslim uncle. Jiggity Buck says, Odin before Captain Hook lost his hand, was he called Captain Hand? <laughs> it makes you wonder, Jiggity Buck. Sharon says, I'm lost. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Padass says, I've ruined so many masks, mass eating hot dogs. I'm going to stop putting mustard on them. That should help. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's see. All right. Father had a comment. Let's let let's let's get through these last ones. Father says Anglicans don't use Latin, and I will have to email you about your comment about being there for the Anglicans. Gotcha. Sharon says I've yet to attend the Anglican Mass in Latin, but it's only because my priest doesn't go that far. But it has been done in other parishes, so it's not common, but it's done. Well, I guess that my my question then is if that's pre-Vatican II, well, pre-Vatican II Catholic Church was all Latin. Um, so that would still be having broken away from the church previously to do the vernacular. Um, I bet it's still beautiful, though. Wouldn't surprise me. At least compared to the Norris Odo Mass that we have. Uh, J.K. Buck says, Odin, most people fly kites. I call it fishing for birds. Thirsty Boreas says, and when she passes, each one she passes goes, ah. Con- context? I need song context, too, sometimes. Uh, J.K. Buck 76 says, tomorrow is Pi Day. You're right. It is Pi Day. Have some pie on Pi Day, everybody. It is 3.14 tomorrow. Lyrics from Girl from Ipanema. I, I don't know that song. So, again. Anyway, uh, that is going to be a wrap. Except Captain Dean Highest, thank you for the five ice cream donations. I don't know how I got that out there, but I, I did. Anyway, seriously, you are all amazing and beautiful people. Thank you all for joining me tonight. Shout out to some very special members Dad, Man Walking 55, M Tax Shark, Forever Sci Fi, FCC 2014, Rosie G12, Andrew Hoyle, Eric K, Orange Hat Reviews, Adam Avery, The Bosco 2000, Twirly Wolf, Jay Stowe, and Aiden Vickery. Thank you all very much for being members at the uh, Army of Asgard level and higher. Uh, packs to you, Elizabeth Lyons. Thank you again for being in the chat. Infeerter, thank you very much. For being here as well. Shout out to the Valk, Stephanie B and Tina for being here. Stephanie B, hope that your electricity stays on, is on, whatever it is. Um, I hope that it the storms pass by with very little damage to you um, as much as you possibly can. Anyway, you guys, amazing, beautiful people. Had a lot of fun tonight. Talked about a lot of movies. So again, if you want to hear my thoughts on a lot of different films, go back, watch the stream as I talk about them later on in the show. D-Laugh fam, y'all stick around. I think I might be able to do a chest opening there tonight, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll take care of y'all. Anyway, you guys are all amazing and beautiful people. I hope you all have a wonderful evening. Remember, vote, 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 vote in the Wednesday Raven Awards. Again, nominations will be closing tomorrow evening, so put your best and worst. You don't have to vote in every category, so just vote in the categories that you can vote in. It would be very much appreciated. And uh, I have to do that myself as well. And also, I'll, I'll go ahead and put it over on DLive as well if y'all have not voted in the Wednesday Raven Awards as well. Anyway, you're all amazing people. People all have a wonderful day, everybody. And as always, 
God bless. And now for a huge shout out to all of my March Patreon members, Andrew Hoyle, Animation Commentator, Brian P., Divex, Enrique Evangelista, Father Christopher Miller, hail to you, Father, Father Damien Cook, Garrett Searles, The Honky Chonky Funky Monkey, Inflamed Wood, Drop Productions, Jason Clark, Jacob Juice, Jay, Jeffrey Toon, Jonathan Carney, Laura, the Modern Major General Story, Mike Jackson, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mr. Peabody and his evil twin with the beautiful hair, On to June, Orange Hat Reviews, Out of Step with Reality, Priscilla Hall, Riff Magos, Rosetta Allen, Steve Glasker, Teresa Martin, Theodore Benden, Tina Bojan, and of course, the Empress of the Universe, Tina B. Thank you all very much for being my Patreon members. And now a shout out to all of my Subscribestar members. Stand for John B., Perpetual Punster, Mr. Roy, Glinzer, J. Alex McCarthy Jr., uh, Dean Heiss slash the new number two, J-Rod the Beer Guru, Nebadon G. Adams, and Zikman, and Dion. Thank you all so very much for being my Subscribestar members, and to everyone who has been supportive of the channel. Of course, a shout out to my YouTube members, and you all know that you get your special perks every single time that we do a live stream, so thank you again for your support. If you want to have your name shouted out at the, every single, at the end of every single live stream and at the end of every single video, please check out the links in the description below to become a Patreon or Subscribestar member today. You're going to also get access to things at the upper tiers, like a bi-weekly podcast that I do with my friend John the Flick, John the Flick Pick Flickinger. We also, of course, have a Chosen of Valhalla live stream once a month where me and my Chosen come together on this channel to talk about whatever it is that they want to talk about. So anyway, if all that stuff sounds interesting to you, please check out the links below. You guys are amazing, beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful day. And as always, God bless.